Hello and welcome to this week's Ruby Shoes podcast, bringing you the very best of local entertainment across East Anglia each and every week. In this week's episode, we find out about a very special free magic show you can take part in on Christmas Eve from wherever you are. We've watched two versions of Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yes, we have. And we have part two of our chat inside the Ipswich Institute and we find out what they've got planned for the new year. So let's begin with a first for Ruby Shoes. I caught up with Wayne Goodman, who's a magician and a mentalist, and his shows are popular all around the region. And he's coming to Newmarket at the end of December. Wayne Goodman, you're a magician and a mentalist, and you've got a show coming up in Newmarket in Suffolk on Thursday the 28th of December at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And it's on High Street in Newmarket. And reading between the lines, you sound like Suffolk's answer to Darren Brown. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. I, um, uh, yeah, I'm a local magician, so I, uh, a lot of people in the town know me. In the summertime, I did a lot of shows to the Memorial Hall in the in the gardens there, and I do a lot of birthday parties and a lot of weddings in the area. So um, I, I think I'm... I, I I do a bit of Darren Brown stuff, but I'm not I'm no no yeah I'm not I'm not the next Darren Brown anything like that. <laughs> okay, well I imagine you're probably a fan of his, but it does say about your show part one, an award-winning comedy magician that's you to yeah. entertain, amaze and confuse, and then part two you get to witness the impossible. You're going to be presenting and demonstrating the powers of magical mind reader. So yeah, so that that is a bit more yes, yeah, so that's a bit like the Darren Brown. That's how I always describe it to people, so they kind yeah. of know what to expect. So I did it. Um, we did a show in September, which went down really well. Uh, and yeah, the first the first half of the show is about forty five minutes, and it's um, uh, just a general magic show. So it's what I do when I'm out performing. If people book me for an event, they're going to get that kind of magic. Lots of interaction, lots of comedy, lots of having a laugh, and getting everyone involved. And then the second half is a much more um, serious, not so much comedy, although there is still comedy in it, but much more serious mind reading, mentalism, Darren Brown, you know, mm, I'm going to tell you what you're thinking kind of thing. And, and can you really tell people what they're thinking? I mean, I know you can't tell me how it works because otherwise you wouldn't have an act. But... I always say there's two kinds of mind reading. There's influence and there's mind reading. So there's influences. Uh, mind reading is when I take a thought that you're thinking of and I can tell you what it is. And mm-hmm. then influence is me putting a thought into your head. So one of the tricks I do quite regularly is, uh, and it's not an app or anything like that, but I will take my mobile phone and spectators mobile phone and without doing anything, I will give them, without telling them, the number to unlock my phone, which they do, and then I unlock their phone. So I kind of nice thing. I can unlock you, their mind. You're unlocking people's phones, Wayne. I'm sure there's something <laughs> against that. With permission. I will add with permission. <laughs> always with permission. But, yeah, that, that's, that's quite a nice one. That's a, a nice way to kind of show off, you know, what I do. I can't even begin to imagine. And I'm not going to put you on the spot because that wouldn't be fair. But do, I don't mean this to sound derogatory, but does your act improve the more that people drink? Are people, yeah. what I mean is people more susceptible under the influence of alcohol? I think that's how I meant to put that question. I think it improves the more I drink. I, <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, people quote food at the Grey's Kitchen while I'm doing the show on the 28th. 
Um, it, it is a cafe bar. There will be drinking involved. I don't want them pre drunk. I want them to know what's going on. Um, but at the same time, you know, yeah, a couple of drinks to clear the inhibitions away sometimes helps. I do a lot of weddings, and I tend to find that I do the drink reception and the meal is the best time to have me. And, um, you know, they've got a couple of drinks, but they're not party mode yet. Once they get that party mode, they're not going to watch me anyway. They want to get up and dance and stuff. But it's that one or two drinks just to take the edge off, and then, yeah, the inhibitions go, and they're more, they're more agreeable with what I'm doing to them. Now, we're talking to you uh, for the Ruby Shoes podcast and you're in your own studio at yeah. home and I can see behind you, you've got various plaques and things, including a couple that have got Houdini written on them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and so you've got stars on the wall. Tell me about who your favourite, um, you know, influences are growing up and, and what um, made you become a magician? So, um, yeah, Houdini's obviously a big influence. I mean, um, people talk about famous people. I think Houdini's probably the biggest name, celebrity name ever to have existed, really. When you think that over 120 years after he died, if you say the word Houdini, you still think of magician. That kind of yeah. modern celebrity is unparalleled. I think probably Elvis and Michael Jackson will go the same way. You know, in 100 years' time, they will still be the mega stars of music. Um, of course, popular music wasn't around 120 years ago. Um, but, you know, Shakespeare, another one, he's he still remembered years after his death. So Houdini, for me, has always been a big favourite. Uh, David Copperfield, another one. I love David Copperfield. Um, I think he's a great performer and a great musician as well. I, I got into magic when I was, um, I'm sure I've got a coin here. I got into magic when I was about uh, 12 years old. And um, a neighbour friend of mine, I'll do it with this pen lid, let me just move this forward a little bit. Um, uh, a neighbour friend, if you remember this is a coin, he took a he took a, a, a small coin and made it disappear like that. Oh, wow, that literally did just disappear. <laughs> Nowadays, I can do the whole pen there, so, and it's gone, and it comes back again, and it's not here. Oh, here. my goodness, that's so clever. I, I wish you could see what I'm seeing here, uh, my oh, listen, lovely listeners. Oh, yeah, literally, it's just disappearing in front of my very eyes. I'll tell you about this as well. This is, um, so they can't see this, but this is a picture uh, of a, a DVD and a, and, a, and a couple of cards and things. This is a trick that I invented. So I'm in the magic community, I'm quite well known for inventing tricks and writing books. Um, and it, cool. uh, that's kind of cool as well. Can I, can I do a cheeky plug while we're on here? Of course you can. So I like that, um, a few years ago, I lost my home in a fire. People in Newmarket might remember the George Lampton flat fires about six or seven years ago. Yes, and I lost yes, my right. home there. And the, the, the magic community and a lot of friends gathered around and helped me out a lot. They gave me donations and things like fridges and stuff. So when I moved into my new house. So I like to give back as much as I can. And I'm losing my voice over there as well. Um, and then over lockdown, I did uh, 150 shows on Facebook for free um, every few days I did a show me and my daughter my daughter was 11 at the time so she would get involved um, and we did shows and one of the shows that I did throughout the whole lockdown was a special show on Christmas Eve um, and it's the one thing that I've, I've kind of kept going so on Christmas Eve 
this year uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be doing a free magic show on Facebook. You can find me at um, facebook.com forward slash Wayne Goodman. And yep. if you add me, then I'll accept it and I'll put it on there. Um, it's designed, it, it's a family show, but it's designed for the kids. Um, it's after dinner, but before bedtime. So it's going to calm them down, although I'm going to wind them up a little bit. Um, and I'm going to do part of my children's magic show here in the studio uh, for free. Uh, it's about half an hour, 40 minute show. And if they can't watch it, then if they're traveling to relatives or whatever it will be on facebook so they can download it and watch it afterwards or the next day or whenever they want to um but it's a free show and it's just a, a nice little bit of fun and you know a little bit of magic just to really get the christmas spirit going on christmas eve wayne i think that's an amazing idea and what a, a very positive thing to have come out of such a you know a personal tragedy for you that must well, have been you know, such a time i'm very i'm very pragmatic about these things so the, the fire that, that i lost my home in was about six weeks before grenfell and i remember going to my daughter's school when grenfell happened and i got called into the headmaster's office which really took me back to my own school days and uh, i was talking to her teacher and she said are you okay because of what happened to grenfell and I said, while there are similarities, they are very different because at my fire, nobody died, nobody got hurt, we just lost possessions. And if I look at it, you know, realistically, and the way I look at life is that me and my daughter got out, we got everybody else out. It was in the middle of the afternoon, we got everybody out. We tried to put the fire out, but we couldn't. It was underneath the flat beneath mine, um, and it ripped through the building. We lost everything, but... Yeah, I still get to hug my daughter every now. I still get to, you know, nobody got hurt. Nobody got, got they, we just lost stuff and stuff can be replaced and lives can't. So whilst it was a problem, while it was horrific at the time, a lot, you know, I got a new place to live. You know, I've got, I've got my daughter, she's fine. And, and, and you know, that's how I look at things. It's not, it's not about what I lost. It's about what we didn't lose and moving forward from that. So, yeah, for me, it's more about... A brilliant way to look at it, Wayne, and I'm very, very impressed. Can I just apologise if you can hear that squeaking in the background? It sounds like I've got a squeaky chair. It's actually who we lovingly call here at the Ruby Shoes podcast, producer Ruby, because you can guarantee as soon as we start recording something, she decides to find the noisiest toy. She's actually a schnauzer puppy, but she finds the noisiest toy and brings it to me. And I think you've just, you've been asleep for hours as soon as I hit record, she just she does. So sorry for the odd squeaking in the background there, I, Wayne. I went for a magic shop in Ashford in Kent, and uh, whenever we're filming in the shop, the little dog Buddy will come out. He'll sit in the back for the whole thing, but as soon as we start filming, yeah. Buddy will come out and see what's going on. It's so funny. I love dog stories. Yeah, exactly. They just seem to know. They just want to be part of they it. Do. They want to feel like they're part. Yeah, very <laughs> much. Yeah, absolutely. Wayne, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely fascinating. And I think your evening of magic, if it's not already sold out or nearly sold out, I think it will be. So just a reminder, evening of magic and mentalism, and that's on Thursday, the 28th of December. It's on the high street in Newmarket. How do people get hold of the tickets? Because it's at the Grey's Kitchen, isn't it? The Grey's Kitchen, so you can go to the Grey's Kitchen, but I think it's the Grey's Kitchen. It might just be uk, and they've got an events page on their website, and they've got a, an event right there, and you just click on that. Alternatively, you can go into the shop, into the cafe, and um, speak to the guys, Silas or Rosie or Amy behind the counter, and they can take tickets. I believe they're £10 per ticket, 
Um, and we only, it's only a small cafe, so normally about 25, 30 people and we're sold out. Now, I know we have sold, I think we've sold about 15 or 20 so far. Um, so there are still states available. Um, but yeah, go down and have a look. They also do other great things down there as well. So they've got a lot of great events going on in there. And it's literally on the, as you go down the high street, it's at the middle set of traffic I know lights. You mean, yeah. So you've got the traffic lights of the post office, the traffic lights at QD and TK Maxx, and it's at the other set in the middle. Now, last week, we got to watch two versions of the same panto, Sleeping Beauty. It's on this year in both Norwich at the Theatre Royal and the bigger of the two theatres in Ipswich at the Ipswich Regent. Norwich was first and the cast includes Beverly Callard as the wicked fairy Carabosh. And the good fairy this year is played by Joe Tosini, who also wrote this year's panto for the Theatre Royal in Norwich. We interviewed Joe and featured him in a previous episode of Ruby Shoes. Beverly was a great wicked queen and the night we attended the theatre had thrown open its doors to some Ukrainian families and some children who wouldn't have been able to attend without the theatre generously donating their tickets. So as you can imagine the energy in the room and the boos and the hisses were absolutely deafening but it all added to the fantastic atmosphere that they created. This screams when the dragon appeared was really fun and it's got plenty of well-timed one-liners for the grown-ups to enjoy. For me, both Carl Queensborough, who was previously in Hamilton as Prince Charming, and Joe Tresini as the Good Fairy absolutely stole the show with their humour, as well, of course, as the whole cast first-class acting. Special mention must go to Cleo Whiteley. Now, if you know ITV's news anchor, David Whiteley, it's David's daughter. She was performing on the stage this year at the age of 10, and it was the first time in the panto. And 50 years ago to the day, her grandmother, David's mother, also performed on the very same stage at the Theatre Royal in Norwich. So a really special night. Then at the end of the week, we were guests of the Ipswich Regent and we saw their version of Sleeping Beauty Panto. Carabosh, this time the Wicked Queen, was played by Vicky Michelle from A Lower Low and more recently EastEnders. She was a very glamorous Wicked Fairy and there were nods to A Lower Low in there. Prince Charming was also an excellent musician and a singer, and it's played by AJ Jenks. Gavin Ashbury's back as Dame again, a role he absolutely excels as. And Jazzy Phoenix is the princess who has some surprisingly huge vocal ability for someone as petite as Jazzy is. There's some serious special effects too. Have a listen to this. So I'm at the Ipswich Regent Theatre and you might remember that a few weeks ago I actually got to interview the cast of Sleeping Beauty, their pantomime, and it's opening night tonight and I'm really excited to see what the cast are going to bring to tonight's performance. So more and on. So we've just seen the panto. Oh my goodness, what a spectacle. And so many surprises. It was absolutely brilliant. I am I'm gobsmacked. And, and lots of things that you don't always expect. Lots of traditional stuff, obviously. Lots of things you don't expect. Uh, here with the guests, Steve. What did you think about tonight? Absolutely stunning, wasn't it? Hey, it's, the special effects, it's a shame we can't tell people, really, no, no, but they need to see it for themselves. Away any secrets, but you will come away surprised. And the vocals as well. Absolutely stunning. Really, really good. You know, um, 
brilliant songs, songs that everybody knows that you really want to sing along to, but actually sung fantastically. So the, the, the cast have got some real talent there, haven't they? There's some real voices there, some real talent, yeah. And again, I can't say, can I? No. No, I can't. I can't. You can't give too much away. Can't give too much Twist away. Twist Pulse, really, really good. If you remember them from Britain's Got Talent, they were the champion of champions, and they absolutely proved it tonight why they won that, because they were fantastic. They were really, really good. Um, Mike Squeaky McLean, hilarious as always. Some really, really funny gags in there as well. So if you're planning to come to the Panto and it's the region, the Sleeping Beauty, you will not be disappointed. Would you agree? I would absolutely agree. If you've yet to get your tickets for either version of Sleeping Beauty, whether it's the Theatre Royals in Norwich or Ipswich Regent Theatre, just jump online and book your tickets. Trust me, you won't be disappointed with either of them. Both are really professional. And for us, it's the start of our Christmas. Now, finally this week, you might remember we featured part one of our chat with David Stainer from the Ipswich Institute, as they've got some rather special afternoon tea walks planned for the beginning of the new year. Before we spoke about those, David showed me around some parts of the historic building, which is right in the very heart of Ipswich Town Centre. So I'm up here, David. We're going to go in the Orwell room. Yeah. What's happening in here? Okay. Well, here are um, various languages courses on today. We've got German, Latin, and in the Orwell room, uh, we've got... Uh, Eleanor with her Italian class, <gasps> who I think have a message for us. Oh, go on then, let's have a look. Hello, Eleanor. Hello. I'm sorry to interrupt your, your course. I understand you're learning Italian. That's correct. Okay, and you've got a message for me? What would you like to say? Buon Natale. Say that again. Buon Natale. Buon Natale. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you carry on, and that is basically. Uh, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Yes. Well, happy Christmas to all of you. I won't try and say it again because I said it terribly, but thank you for letting us interrupt your beautiful room. They're good, aren't they? You're doing a good job. Well done. Thank you. Yet another beautiful room. A lovely room. Uh, we can show you the art room now, uh, where nine out of ten classes are... Uh, watercolour, botanical drawing and such like. But today we've got ukulele I think is happening. Oh wow! Let's have a little bit of music. What a They sound great. person has no idea I'm recording them, so should we go own up? Very, very 
good. Can I just say, and this is really naughty of me, I'm Steph McIntyre from Ruby Shoes Podcast. We're just finding out about the Institute and the music just drew us here and it was so lovely. So we just wanted to come and say hello and thank you for giving me an impromptu little taste of your class. <laughs> well, you've clearly practised well. It sounded very, very good. We're trying to be Michael Bublé's. I love a bit of Michael Bublé. I almost thought he was in the room. Until I walked around the corner. <laughs> I'll have to do that again then. So we are now going to talk about these tea walks which sound fantastic. Tell me about them. Yes, well, that's another new thing for the Institute. Uh, Your listeners may be aware um, there are, Ipswich has tour guides, blue badge guides, like a lot of towns and cities. For years and years, of course, they operated out of the Tourist Information Centre. Uh, but during COVID, the tourist office closed. The last two or three years have been operating from the hold on the waterfront. But from 2024, they're back in the town centre. And that's the main reason, it's because they want to be in the town centre. The tourist guys are starting all their guided walks from the Ipswich Institute. Hooray! Yeah, and that's n- n- not a complaint about the hold, it's just the hold is on the waterfront. Yeah, this um, is a nice central location. Central. And this some of central. those walks will take them down to the waterfront, but there's so much more to Ipswich than just the waterfront, Absolutely. isn't there? Absolutely. So, so that's good news. So um, currently, for the winter period, there are tea walks which means you get a guided walk and then you end up in a cafe for a lovely cup of tea and a scone or a cake. Perfect. That's my ideal deal. walk. As long uh, as there's a cafe at either end, I'm happy. Absolutely. Uh, and in this case, all these, of course, uh, are open to non-members as well. And the other good news is a lot of the tea walks are ending in the Admiral's house, where we were just chatting uh, in, in, the, in the cafe there. So people, even non-members, can get a chance to sample the, the animal's house which is gorgeous there, which is lovely very nice yeah. too and there again all sorts of walks all sorts of themes street art take tea with mr dickens because charles dickens of course had a lot of ipswich connections yeah tales of the secret seven the victorian dog christchurch park all sorts of lovely themes i won't go on and on but basically all these guided walks and more can now be booked and start through the Ipswich Institute. I think that's a brilliant idea. And that's all for 2024, and you can find out more from our lovely website. You can, which is very simple, www.ipswichinstitute, all one word, .org.uk. But if you search Ipswich Institute uh, in your normal way, we ping up. Or, but if you're a bit like me, uh, old, old fashioned, school. yeah, old school, <laughs> you can also phone 01473, Two five three nine nine two, and somebody friendly will answer the phone. David, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. David Stainer here at the Ipswich Institute. Thank you so much for taking time to show me round and to explain to our listeners what this fantastic hidden gem is all about. Oh, you're welcome, Steph. It's always good to see you, and thanks for your interest. This is the final Ruby Shoes podcast for 2023. 
In our first episode for January 2024, we've got a fascinating chat with the musician Roger Eno. I also chat with actor, writer and director and former Blue Peter presenter Peter Duncan. Don't forget, if you're planning a show in the new year, and we'd love to hear from you here at Ruby Shoes Podcast. So tell us a bit about you, what you've got planned, and just get in touch with us via our socials, Ruby Shoes Podcast. I'm Steph McIntyre. Thank you for supporting us and listening to Ruby Shoes Podcast. Do have an amazing Christmas and hope you can join us in the new year. In the meantime, check out those socials at Ruby Shoes Podcast.